Hello, Zetus Wani here from Black to Health and Wellness Lifestyle. This is my podcast, Zwane's Fitness Mission, which is our extended conversation just on emotional health, personal growth, healing, and so much more. So it's been a while since I have just given, continued on the series on So You Want to Date, date with some knowledge, date with some empowerment, um, learn to relax in dating. And this episode, we'll be talking about dating, how to date with confidence now before we begin obviously i always have to have a disclaimer um this episode might have affiliate links and if you do decide to purchase anything um i i only get a small compensation for it but i always suggest options and items services and products that i would use personally as well as a health and service person that's always something that's i'm very particular so that's something that i really like these past few months um have been crazy if i can just say briefly and i will um just give another segment for that one later but you know going through a pandemic going through the hard times which i've always said i experienced a very like in um a, a major crisis a major accident before uh covid at home and that made me realize a lot and then we're in a sense that how do i contribute into the relationships how much am i limiting people um from understanding who i am um am i actually aware of myself as well as are they aware of themselves and i feel as though honestly speaking because in school or anywhere in life maybe you're not having those conversations a lot of families are not having those conversations Oh my goodness, speaking of which, I've been binge-watching All-American, absolutely love it. I'm in love with the Baker family, only because of the way that, um, okay, yes, the kids, you know, they're a little bit, you can still be chaotic, but I love the way that the emotional health of that family is sort of like structured and they're open about it and they're able to speak about it. And yet, how often is it with so many of us or so many people out there that, the emotional health was something that's not considered. So I felt as though writing about this dating thing, not only because I was going through some crazy interactions where I feel like I have more guy friends. So I, you know, I've listened to them venting about the crazy girl, but I went through a lot of crazy, um, intense people. Let me call them that. And that made me realize that sometimes, you know, we, we, we could do a lot more if we spend the time in saying, okay, when you reach 18, listen, okay, what you learned at home, in your environment, in your country, in your community, sometimes it does not make sense. And you could do yourself a big favor if you just explore, okay, what's the other side of the fence if my side of my world doesn't make sense? And I know that's a lot of the, um, there are a lot of uh, articles on that, that people actually don't want to explore outside of their world. It is actually a thing. I've been binge reading also things about, you know, how to be a great leader because that's something that's really important to me. I don't want to just connect with people just so that it makes it easier for my job in terms of like instructing them on how to do certain things. But I actually want to connect with them intrinsically. And one of the biggest things they say is that people connect with people that um, agree with their worldviews. So if that's the case, of course, it's going to be extremely difficult. And how much more insane is it when you date? You know what I mean? Like, because 
I feel a lot of the times or what I've been experiencing is people have been talking at me as opposed to to me. Now, when you speak at someone, you are basically, uh, for example, I, um, y'all know by now, starting a couple of projects, doing a lot, a lot of like projects in between um, my work and only to find in their world, maybe they have been exposed to majority women who, uh, where the man takes care of everything. So he, I've met a lot of individuals who speak at me saying that, thinking that, let me say that I would be like bedazzled and like, oh yes, he's going to look after everything that everything for me. Whereas, um, it's not about that. To me, it's not important. No matter or how far you travel, you could have flown to Jupiter. I don't care. I more so care about how you cater to the emotional well-being of this relationship. That's something that's impo- particularly important to me. So if we don't speak at each other, because conversely, I could speak now that you guys know at you and say, you need to mind my emotional health in the same way that they've been screaming at me saying that I must be a submissive woman. And like, literally what the freak, what were you looking at when you were staring at me is always a thing that goes through my head. Cause I was like, I, I, I've been like this since I've been age two. My uncle did not even want to babysit me. I was chaos. So for somebody, some random person to just show up out of thin air and not even get past the coffee date. And they're already screaming at me, instructing me on what to become. It's their worldview, honestly speaking. Their worldview, they're surrounded by women who then they've become, started to like, who love to be looked after, I guess, you know what I mean? Or they could have aspired to being a man who looks after a woman. Whereas I envision the life of, you know, maybe, I don't know, just being a team player, Barack Obama, where I, I have my own, uh, Michelle and Barack Obama, where I have my own and then enter all these uh, community-driven events so that I can participate and give back to the community. And so that, you know, experiencing that one actually then made me turn around and be like, okay, like, but what's the worldviews of my friends? Or what's the worldviews of other relationships and how have I struggled with that one? So I'm so excited to, you know, dig deeper and just, you know, go on a little life rant about that one with you guys later. But let's pause it right there because... Um, today I want to talk about how to relax. Okay. Relax so that you don't scream at people when all they have done is invite you for a coffee. Okay. People actually don't date drink COVID. Okay. Because I cannot go through, I cannot get past the coffee, the coffee. Oh my gosh. It's either they put crack in the muffin and make the people crazy but I just feel like we we could all do with like breathe, okay? Breathe, step back, breathe, and relax. So let's get into it. This post is all about how to, if you're going to date, how to do it with some confidence and relaxation, okay? If you haven't already noticed, I have some sarcasm, but I also like to be a little bit old lady wise right there. I've always loved hanging around elderly people because they spit knowledge with a little sparkle of humor and humbled wisdom. They've experienced life. And I especially love those ones that are self-aware. Those ones are my favorite because they tend to be a little more cynical, but there's always a whole lot of truth to it. One of them, my favorite, is my old English teacher, Mr. Pugh. Absolute man who was just, who gave life even through his sarcastic jokes and stories there was always something um 
fulfilling in everything that he said. So if you feel like I'm living up to slight sarcasm with a whole lot of wisdom, please let me know in the comments below. If you also missed part one, two and ahead, go ahead and get into the conversations from part two and part one about the shameless entry into doing this thing that everybody is ranting about. Which side note, by the way, if you are young, like a teenager, please hold your horse flies. Okay. Do not be rushing to date. I honestly, truly believe, um, do as much as explore the world, go and travel, uh, understand who you are. Um, ask yourself those very intimate and intimidating questions. Who am I during arguments? Who am I during, um, fear, you know, and truly like do it with the exposure of like looking at other people who are not in the same world as you are. That will help you like um, also understand just who you are and understand how you respond to so many situations in life. I think that's more exciting. And then let the rest fold in and let it happen naturally. But yes, um, this is a part of my extended conversations because I go deep into the topics by highlighting intercultural interracial dating. Like you guys know already, um, fighting with my boyfriend about uh, sharing his Netflix account was the most weirdest thing to me because previously I'd always been like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so cute when American couples would do it, like when American to an American person would do it. It was like the cutest thing to watch. I'm like, oh, yes, couple goals. You guys are watch y'all on YouTube. But when it was done to me, I freaked out. The African came out, the 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 life and the worldviews came out, and then we clashed because I was like, it's not a big deal. And to him, it was a big deal that I didn't want to share accounts with him because it wasn't showing like um, we're sharing a mutual thing that's ours. And yet to me, I was like, uh, no, married people do this. It's like you're leading to, um, you know, these actions are leading to like a life of being married to someone. And as you guys know, I've already said a lot of times I have attachment avoidance kind of love. So if you start planning, you freak me the freak out because, um, excuse me, I still want to understand like, who am I talking to? You know, as opposed to all these fun planning things. So it takes a bit of a balance. I've also had to learn to relax, which is why I had that post and learn to relax during dating. Cause I, I can overanalyze you. I, I don't need to be with you for six months. I need to be with you for like, like three years. Okay. Just staring at you. Like, who is this person? And that would always was a point of contention. Anyway, so part two, we went over why going over self-discovery can help you in all your relationships, professional, uh, friendships, family, and also the intimate ones. So before you make a decision about how you're going to treat someone or how you want to be treated, consider understanding yourself. Your emotional influence, both your emotional influences will... Um, Show both how you perceive a person and how you react. Let me give you an easy example of how easy it is to blow it even before anything has started. I was frustrated by one client who was very demanding and unreasonable. So this is a relationship at work, okay? An hour later, I was talking to another client who's literally the best. Like, I love this client. You know, like, this is my star client. We always click. It's like my best friend reunion every time this client comes through. But yet, at that point, I was feeling drained because I'd faced too many decisions in dealing with the 
in dealing with the conflict of my first client. So firstly, if I'm feeling drained, it means I haven't used my own tips to help me refresh and reset. Yes, that happens. We're all humans. We just get off the wagon sometimes when it comes to self-care. But that day, I definitely did not. And as I've revealed in part one dating, I'm on the creative team for two businesses and I run three businesses with an, with some amazing people just assisting as the creative in those businesses and freelancing. There's simply no time to be drained. Um, self-care needs to be a priority. And the one way to do that is having a schedule that you build into your lifestyle. You know, like fitness, um, I, I loved it the first time. I think it was on Oprah. They said, don't call it a diet, call it a lifestyle. And I was like, yeah, hell yes. This has been my lifestyle since the beginning forever. Some people, you know, because people don't like to pay attention, but they like to talk, would say, why on earth um, you're always doing fitness things? And I was like, since the beginning of time, I was a national swimmer when I was a kid. And then um, when I was in high school, I played soccer. I played, what the, what is it, uh, soccer and then national swimming. And then I uh, had the keys to the gym. So I've always lived a very, like, I always need a structured kind of life. And so that helps me then motivate. But at the same time, having structure, you need to decompress in that one way. So there's clearly no time to be drained, even though it does happen. But it's okay to re- it's okay then to settle in a routine that will sometimes drain you but in those moments then reprioritize reset and re re decompress yourself so that you can reposition and realign yourself and then that will be able to go through and proceed further so anyway this amazing client is messaging me and you won't believe it but i started reading the message in the most unreasonable client's tone so again this is my star client i absolutely love this person but i was reading the i was reading their voice note you know like as opposed to like oh yeah this is my best friend oh my gosh i was and getting excited to see them. So don't we all have that moment? Don't we all do that? When you've just had an argument with some random human being, like 20 kilometers away or whatever, and then you come back home and you face your family with that same uh, mindset, with that same emotional space as you had with that frustrating person. And so that means we're not perfect. When one person irritates you and you don't deal with it, that hurts us to project in other, project onto other people. This is the same for past hurts. When you rationalize a previous pain, it prevents healing. And when you create coping mechanisms, like dating is a game, you slow down or prevent understanding your dates. Um, you can slow down or prevent understanding a new person's love language. So instead of chatting to someone, as I've said, that has been happening to me, I've been spoken to, like you need to do this, you need to do that. And then when I stare at them like, yeah, that's not going to happen. They would freak out. This is exactly what I'm talking about. And like they're the best man or the best woman in the world. You talk to them and listen to them as if your ex is talking to you. So in that case, go right ahead and check out the all other things. My first point in series, start at the beginning if you have not. If this is the first time you're joining me about don't make dating, about indoctrinating a man. Because honey, honey, sweet baby child. The last series says you cannot sleep with a man into husbandry. Your coochie is not a ticket to a husband, okay? It is not. So let's get real with it. Then the other thing that I wanted to say, 
No, then the other thing that I wanted to say, even more so, you listen to your dating potential by hearing the annoying and belittling voice of someone from your past. This could be your mom, dad, or coworker. I went through that. Okay, side note. I went through that. I, you know, this is what I'm talking about. A clash of two worlds. The individual were just talking, hey, so what are your passions? Turned out his passion was painting. To me, if somebody said, I don't know, like, I like health and fitness. If they said, oh my goodness, your health and fitness programs are the same as um, bodybuilding.com. Do you know what, like, uh, I, I would probably like die that second because I'd be so excited. I'd bust my whole heart. But I would be excited. I'd be like, yes, that's been my life dream. I would freak out. I would dance. I would laugh. I would cry. I actually had a comment like that uh, recently, last week, like two weeks ago, where one person read my blog post and said, oh my goodness, you like that lady from Sex in the City. I was like, yes, the sarcasm. And then yeah, the wisdom as well, just looking at the, being able to balance the ironies in life and accepting that we are all full of hypocrisy, but Managed to live and grow through those, um, I, I like through those spaces and become a better person one way or another. So I said to him, Oh my goodness, it's as good as saying, like, Oh my goodness, you just like Picasso. And you know, I thought that was, I was throwing a good compliment. Okay. I meant it with all my heart. I got screamed at. This person turned purple, blue, black, green, sewage. I don't know. Like they turned all the colors in the nasty in the nasty spectrum okay they were ready to like blow up their head and it was like the most weirdest thing i've ever seen and at that moment i i was like this is the this is like the the 10th time i say this to somebody but you need to slow down okay you need to slow down and calm down i am not in your head that's the first thing that you have to recognize i don't know you from a 10-foot pole, okay? That's the second thing you have to recognize. Thirdly, I don't know who the hell insulted you with Picasso, but I am not your family member. I am not your ex. I am not your crazy school teacher that told, that put you down. I am not the cashier that is just frustrated with their work and decides to like um, make everybody's day horrible or the receptionist that makes everybody's day horrible. I'm not those people. I don't know them. We're not in the same WhatsApp group. I don't know them. Do you know them? You might. You look like you know them. But I'm not there. You know what I mean? So, uh, the screaming thing that you just did, uh, you have to take ownership for it and work on it because I'm not, a, I'm not about to be around people like that. And you, and it's important to have that moment. I feel as though, as I said in the beginning, it's important to have that moment, know your values and stick to them, stick to them. Because as much as you are teaching him, like I've just told him like, Hey, listen, I'm not in your head. So you can't go screaming at me like that. I don't know your life script, right? In that, in that same way, he's also teaching you. If it's going to be a habit of somebody screaming at you, just recognize that this is something that... Recognize within yourself that you are more and you are more worthy than being screamed at. And I've said that in part, everything, okay, in life. And that's why... And this, and this actually... I wrote this part, but I left out a key and a very important thing that I feel like I have to say today that if you meet, um, and I understand our worldviews are different. If you grew up in a home where people throw things at each other, where people scream at each other, where it seems as though it, where people scream at each other. And that is normal where were certain words and uh, that are used 
that may sound abusive to somebody else or normal in your home, you have to ask yourself, um, go through that deep, deep journey and ask yourself, am I worth this? But don't ask alone. I truly believe that go for counseling. We should normalize counseling. Not only because, and I do have a story about how I was sending a bunch of rich people and they were saying that uh, counseling is only for them. And that really triggered me <laughs> because I was like, what the heck? Life planning and counseling and saving is not for the ultra rich. I don't understand where we got that notion from. But empower yourself in knowing that health was for you. You know, God did it first. God was the first counselor. He was coming in here and healing a bunch of people. You know, he came in here and like reached out to people first. He helped the sick. The lady who was bleeding for 20 years held on to his tassel, okay? A small, like a, a string, okay? That's how small it was and she got saved. So I don't understand how you cannot believe the same thing. You deserve that same thing. So that's the first thing. But you have to first recognize, that's why I said in the beginning, recognize what is the life narrative that is leading you right now. If you accept, if let's say, for example, you accepted somebody like that and you apologized for somebody who screeched at you like that, that's an opportunity for you right now to save yourself, to take a step back and recognize that you deserve better and recognize somewhere along the lines, maybe at home in your community, you saw that it was accepted. Maybe there was a bunch of influential men and a bunch of you women or whatever the case is convinced each other that it's okay to hang around these kind of men, thinking that they can be the ones to safeguard you outside of a future. You can have any future that you want, girl. Believe in that. But don't ever let anybody speak to you like that. And that's what I said in part two. So that's something that was became very clear to me. He's educating me about who he is, but I needed to also educate him that I will not be spoken to like that. I've never, I never grew up in a house like that. So I, um, where my father um, did that. So I do not expect that in an individual. You know, so before I go deep, deeper into that one, the most important thing, as I've said, is untangling your past hurts and your muddy beliefs. We all have beliefs that just don't make sense to somebody else. And I think the cool thing about that is take the opportunity to be like, yeah, my beliefs don't make sense. What is it about my beliefs that don't make sense? And then take the opportunity to empower yourself to changing that because sometimes those muddy and hurtful beliefs are your strongholds and are the chains holding you back in life but you can empower yourself like i said the lady hurting and in the bible it says she held on to it's literally a string if you look at the original definition it's a string a small thing that changed her whole life you can do the same thing we were never meant to um accept let's say uh, these difficult conversations, accept difficult people or accept being a difficult person. Because sometimes that can be the case. You know, hurt people hurt people, whether they're conscious of hurting other people or unconscious of hurting other people. I think it's more empowering if you accept when somebody says to you, hey, whoa, 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 listen, listen. Um, I don't know what happened here, but in my home, I've never, my father has never yelled like that. We always reason with each other. And if you're somebody who wants to take ownership, you either... and um ownership in having a relationship with me you are going to take ownership for how you how you respond i don't respond to that tone it's not healthy you know and so taking ownership of that one keeping each other accountable and seeing if that person is ready to be kept accountable and i truly believe that we need to have more conversations where we say listen like 
some of the things that you believe don't make sense. They're really dumb. And it's okay to change your beliefs. It's okay to question your beliefs. Questioning only empowers you at the end of the day. And I believe also at the same time, question and also pray about it at the same time. Because then that you'll be guided, you'll be more guided into actually realizing what route you should be taking and who actually is on your side in terms of that one. So I definitely hope you understand. Awareness doesn't mean you suddenly break into Obama and inspiring speeches. No, unfortunately, you have some seasons like that. But growth, just like life and discovery, is not linear. It just means you're able to catch yourself before you pressure someone with an unrealistic expectation. That's definitely me. I feel like, you know, like I said, I have avoidance attachment. That's my, um, that's my affection and style or whatever the case is. And every time I feel, um, I find myself analyzing cause it's an endless hole. Okay. An endless hole, black hole. Um, I would pause and then be like, this is, uh, going to lead to frustration. So let's just end the over analyzing and then appreciate the experiences of today. And then I'll just let tomorrow do it, uh, take its course when it came to the relationships. And I hope I'm not the only one. So free your date to be themselves, please. Okay. And I hope I'm not the only one whose boldly messages are crushed as well. Uh, for me, speaking boldly is saying what's on my mind, then wanting to run away. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, but you, go ahead and do it. Um, I truly believe live a life of being brave, live a life of breakthroughs. Just go ahead and text, send the text, um, and see what happens. And if you're an introvert, uh, it's okay. The importance is just speaking your mind because if a couple of messages don't sit well with you, be bold and tell him, like I said, the yelling, I boldly told him, this is, listen, I'm, I don't know what world you've existed in, but clearly we exist in different worlds. Obviously, you know, people can live in the same street, but homes are worldviews can be worldviews. So even if we were neighbors and you react like this, that's a reflection of your worldview. And now it's clashing with my worldview. Have those bold conversations. Empower yourself. Because at the end of the day, a relationship can either grow you and bring fruit and riches into your life through wisdom, experiences, and joy. Or it can tarnish you and just be a, a sewer, a landmine of like abuse and hurt. So you, I definitely would love to encourage everybody to pursue relationships and healthy relationships with other people. And then speaking of which... On my Pinterest account, my fa- one of my favorite um, boards is my boards on wellness and health. Go check out my Pinterest account. You can get it on, um, it's z- either on my blog post at blackcouture.org or you can just get it on uh, Pinterest as one is fitness mission. And on that uh, board, they actually, I, lo- I love it because it has comparisons like um, healthy relationships versus unhealthy relationships what healthy relationships look like what does codependence look like and what does independence look like codependence look like um if my partner's not happy then i'm not happy that's not the case my partner cannot be happy but i can be happy but in those situations i can be empathetic and i can be supportive so definitely go check that one out that pinterest account is just google or check for black to health and wellness lifestyle pinterest and you will see that blog post and many more fun, juicy, yummy life and relationship advice. And it just means, um, so yes, definitely let them to be themselves. 
and have those honest conversations. Hey, so, you know, I don't really feel comfortable with that one. Oh, hey, that sounds really amazing. I would love to learn more if you find that their love language is experienced than you. And then what else do you like? Oh, really? What else do you want? Get into those conversations to understand the individual. And definitely Google, whilst you're at it or whilst you're in my Pinterest, go and look up value-driven conversations because those ones will help you skim past the, the fluffy, lovey-dovey kind of messages. Yes, they're really cool um, to have. Because they, you know, obviously they just bubble you up and they fill you up. But the reality is if you are looking for something that's supportive, an individual that's supportive and that will grow and you can grow and you enrich each other equally, uh, value-driven questions is the way to go. And again, like I said in the first post, have your list with you, have your list so that you are not, if you're easily deviated, you have that aspiration that you can hold truth to what you're looking for and what is really fulfilling and what is really healthy. And if you don't, if you grew up in a crazy, colorful, rainbow, unicorn world where screaming and whatever case is, um, that means to say that, you know, if it was not your ideal world, look that up. You can always rebuild the world that you wanted. And isn't that just the story in the Bible? People who were, you know, thrown away into like bushes or, I mean, thrown away into like holes because of the they were dead ended up being the leaders of communities a son that was like one of the useless lost borns jesse ended up being the king king david and look how freaking amazing um he had he, he uh was somebody who chased after the love of god but um just him alone going from being a person who's nothing ended up being transformed into something that um, had a lineage of like amazing Kings. Uh, okay. Well, questionable Kings, but you know, was given so much in life. So I honestly believe you don't have to have grown up in a certain area or have grown up in a certain zip code or across some crazy cha- uh, trains that they keep talking about. You didn't have to grow up in that one. Anything that you want in life can be given to you. You just got to go out there and explore it. Um, and reconfirm it that, um, if this is yours, pray on it and, just enjoy the journey of just like getting to know yourself and having the confidence in your being. So that's definitely one of the key ones that I love from that Pinterest account, just collecting all those valid driven questions and all those uh, relationship advice. I always find them fun and amazing myself. And I always love trying them out. It always helps me like think in a, in a bird's eyes view perspective about life so that it makes me a better person. And if I suck, like that's okay. You know, at least I know where I suck and I can wake up and say, okay, let me just, God help me to be a better person in this area this week. And without, in due time, because I made it my prayer for the week, um, I'm always seeing the changes. It gets uncomfortable, obviously, because I like my safety nets. Um, Just a side note, even though I have long-winded that one. Um, being an introvert and a slightly antisocial person <laughs> in a leadership role, there's so many demands that need to be taken. I feel like you have like 10,000 demands in a day and it always used to freak me out in the beginning because I'd be like, this, the, the, the earth is cracking open, you know, it, there's fire and people are screaming at me like, what are we going to do? And I was like, no, no, no. The introvert in me wants to just like clock out uh, of this situation and not deal with it. However, I think at the same time, being somebody who um was always just calm and collected and able to then address the issues 
I'd always have to, I'd, I'd be there staring at them like, I, I really just want to crawl into a hole and be an introvert or a tourist, like some people say, you know, like, but at the, um, it, it has always helped me build up to be like, okay, now it's time to face the, my comfort of, you know, being, you know, being an introvert and just taking on, just being able to listen to the people. And, and sometimes actually just to overcome that one, I had to physically intrude on their personal space, you know, like personal space with a stranger, they say it's two meters or one meter. I have to physically get into your most intimate space sometimes so that I can make sure that I'm conscious throughout the whole entire time as opposed to letting the introvert within me kick in. So, you know, those kind of like interactions with yourself, it requires a lot of honesty. And first that's why I say have confidence or relax, have, gain self-worth because um, just find, normalize the fact that we're not perfect, I think is the big thing. And I definitely 100% struggled with that one. There's no way you can be a national swimmer uh, like myself who just didn't fit in, just didn't make sense to people and then not become a perfectionist at the same time. So I had to overcome those two things, perfectionism and uh, being an introvert. And plus people... People are not like, you know, weightlifting in the gym or, you know, timing your, your, your strokes in the swimming pool. They're definitely not like that. They, you can't time somebody and know that in six months time, I'll have like a V shaped and like a six cut, six pack, you know, there's, it's not like you, you can't do that with humans and you cannot, especially because I had to like be truthful with myself to be like, I'm not even that kind of human. If you did that with me, I'll six months later, I'll be like, no, I'll see you three years from now, you know? So yeah. Um, that's why I, honestly believe um, relaxing is part of not talking at somebody, but talking to somebody. And if you have value driven questions at the end of the day that are governed by uh, an acknowledgement of yourself an acknowledgement of your, your own self-awareness and your old worldviews, it'll actually make the relationship, the relationship a finally a two way relationship where you don't have to arrive perfect because there's never a perfect time. But you can arrive with the sense of I'm more aware that I'm an introvert. I'm about to shut down because too many humans have been talking. So I'm going to do this weird thing where I stand way too close to you. But I will stand like body close to you. I'll stand at the side because I do recognize they get uncomfortable. But it's just helping me process you much for much longer than I you know, usually would tend to do. So you could have that mannerism. Uh, a Picasso boy should have just like recognized that, you know, being told that you're paintings look like Picasso it's kind of like a big deal you know it means that you know you're doing something you're making sense it's not rubbish but anyway that's for his journey not mine so at that point your date doesn't mean to come across as arrogant okay and that's what that's one of the major keys we over if you're over calculating where somebody's coming from it's very easy to think that oh this person is arrogant they're just doing my favor or this person's self-centered or this person's abusive um what i love to do even if you scream like that i i will still ask you is that a normal behavior is that how you normally interact with people because that's not going to happen in my world so if that's something that you um, consistently are doing, I think maybe we need to, you know, take a step back so that we can understand each other more mutually. And then if the person persistently doesn't want to, then you know that this just cut the person off. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, protect your own emotional health, protect your self-worth and your confidence in order for you to ha enjoy the experience of, um, enjoy the experience of dating. Let me just say that. 
So go ahead and be bold with a dash of confidence. A, re a relaxed, confidence person is knowing someone who is meant to be with you will come at the right time. Ooh, this word is salty. Salty chicken. I hate it. Okay, right now I hate that word. Okay, I think I've been screamed by too many people. So waiting is kind of like, no, no, I don't want to wait. Just package the person and give me signs because you know what? Actually, the, the crazy thing sometimes with going through the bad experiences, it actually makes you rush a little bit more because in some way, like I said in my first ever episode, it, coming across all these like high demanding, yelling individuals, it makes you pick up that habit of, I want it now, now, you need to be submissive now, you know, kind of person. And, and it changes the, the dynamics in your mindset. So I really do, um, I truly believe in this saying right now, but I also have to be brutally honest with you guys, as always, that sometimes, and you, um, the, it may be different for you, but sometimes you might hate, you might hate it or resent it when somebody says, uh, the best things come to those to wait because you've been, you've now picked up those beliefs, you know, the beliefs of the men, like I want it now. And then you say, so in your head, it might be, I want the right person now. You know, I've been sitting with too many, um, colorful crack babies. Um, and I'm so sick and tired of, you know, being spoken at, I would like to experience somebody who speaks to and shares those views that I have. And so I dev, but I still probably believe in that one, you know, it's still good advice. Okay. You can throw your phone. It's okay. You can silence me. It's okay. But you know, I'm telling the truth because that's how I feel like as well. Um, when so many crazy people, you, you know, like you, you wake up and then you be like, what the freak was going on? I just went, I, it was just coffee, you know, coffee. I couldn't get you past coffee and you started acting like a weirdo. And, and and then it becomes like that because they're all like, you know, okay, the ones that I experienced anyway, start following you like zombie babies, you know, and it's like, oh, I smell her, you know, and just chasing after you. And so the, the idea then picks up that, okay, he has to be like that driven and, you know, like he has to be that persistent at the same time whilst you're looking for the right calm person. Those two don't click. And so I feel like in that space, when you've just been around muddy beliefs and just chaos, it's definitely just take a time for yourself. There's no, there's no amount of time. I think it's rubbish when people say, uh, just wait three months, wait six months, whatever. Know yourself enough to know, okay, have I fully let go of these fragrances of these crazy people who, you know, show up in the middle of nowhere and you just as like i don't know you actually I, I i don't know you like this that you should be showing up at my workplace for example so have that kind of patience takes time which i would say is one of the issues with online dating and a lot of actually a communi uh, communication studies revealed that for some reason many researchers have shown people move faster on online dating however because time is warped time is warped the experiences are warped there's no um there's no recollection of time dates there's no presence you know physical presence where you pause if you're physically dating somebody who lives like two hours away from you uh things like work life will get in you know the the day will get involved so that maybe you're only speaking at the end of the day whereas with online dating it's extremely extremely possible to spend the whole day chatting to someone even if it's like um uh, on twitter 
you know, just blasting weird gifs and it becomes your thing where you're laughing at these um, gifs of Spider-Man and, I mean, no, sorry, Batman and Superman, you know, because that became your first conversation. Um, the time warp becomes like, oh, we've clicked so long. Even if it's just been two weeks, I honestly, I swear to you, it sometimes feels like three, like six months. So <laughs> that actually made me become a, a lot of way because then when you start talking about commitment things, it's like, oh, but we've been talking about Batman and like spreading all these gifs. Are you sure like we're on the same path? So that's why I truly believe um, in those instances, um, really force yourself as funny as the gifs are, force yourself to take a break, take a step back and breathe. Okay. Breathe and let go ahead and then ask those value driven questions, have those serious conversations. Cause it's so easy to warp into one, um, aspect of life or one aspect of the individual. And then you end up being shocked. If you do 90 days to it, I'm joking. <laughs> But I, you know what I mean? Like you end up being shocked when you start to see the whole other side of that person. And so it's like, it shatters the honeymoon phase because you're like, oh my goodness, you know, we laughed over Superman and Batman, but you finished the milk, you know, or you, you don't close this. You left the bread open. Now it always rots. So, um, I always feel like just take it. That's why I take a step back and breathe. You know, it's all the good things will happen, but you want them to last with the right person. So that's been just like my personal belief and my personal exploration. Again, I if you want to go on and continue reading everything else that I've spoken about, about building more boldly, living more boldly, go ahead and check out the rest of this blog post on Black Couture. It's blkcouture.org. It's Black Couture Health and Wellness Lifestyle. Um, and this is it is one I, I'm always excited to tell you guys about new experiences and of course i'm always like i've just admitted i can admit admit my faults i'm not somebody perfect i'm always willing to be like you know what i spent a whole year looking at crazy men while sipping my coffee and then the expectations uh change to if you text me you gotta text like a crazy person and then in those moments i had to be like oh my god girl you have to breathe oh my goodness you sound like them. And it was humbling as always. I've just, as I've always said since the beginning of this series, but it was humbling because you've got to catch yourself in the next series. I would really want to talk to you guys about something, um, that was just so crushing. And I'm actually very happy. I had that very bad experience, um, now before, maybe experiencing a more serious relationship where, um, just talking about guarding, the reason why you have to guard your relationships, uh, guard your friendships, guard your relationships. Self-awareness is, is really, can be really empowering. Not so that you can confront somebody like you always like to steal people's boyfriends or you always like to steal this, this, this. Um, but I had a situation just to give you guys a hint and I'll go into it later where I know this person is detrimental in people's relationships. I have, you know, when you can just pick up why this person likes, drama like you know like couples drama or friends dramas and then they always end up breaking up and that person's always the equation um it was actually empowering i've never been that kind of person i always guard my friendships or always guard my relationships but i don't know what happened i kind of loved that it happened as well because then i've it made me learn don't ever step out of that character of guarding your relationships and they they must be treated like the sanctity of a relationship 
you know, the sanctity of your life. Whereas, for example, if you're having issues in your friendships or your intimate relationships, never go and talk about it to somebody else because it was uh, very painful to watch them rip apart my relationship, um, add spear into that one. But what empowered me in that journey, number one, because I've never done it before, so I've never had to apologize um, it was empowering to apologize for that one, but it was more empowering, more hurtful, but more empowering to go through the process of taking ownership for, I've never, you know, I betrayed the relationship. I've always been someone to guard a relationship in the sense that I will talk to you I'm very blunt. I'm in your face, but I'm talking to you. And then I protect you in public or whatever the case is. So it was really empowering to go through that moment, um, and experience, uh, what it means to own up for messing up and then uh, rebuilding something that you messed up. And then the second thing, obviously the biggest one, you have to treat your relationships, your friendships, whatever it is, professional relationships, um, intimate relationships, like the sanctity of your place. And I understand we have a lot of like reality shows where people uh, put out um, put out their drama and stuff like that. But what people don't recognize is that relationships building together, harmonizing and becoming one is the biggest threat on the planet. And so if it's not that the person was ruining the relationship, but you've just got to recognize that if you are a Christian, you've got to recognize that. So it was, you know, it was really painful, um, but I'm happy. You know, I had to force myself by recognizing how I've always been in my relationship. I've always been somebody who've guarded relationships. I always jumped into fights if you went after my person or, you know, my people, my squad. Um, and then we fight behind closed doors, but we always come out strong. So I was really happy that I went through that. Um, and it made me realize the importance of, um, it made me ask myself why I then betrayed it so that I can also then safeguard myself in order to safeguard the relationships in there. So yeah, I definitely am excited to talk to you guys about that one. Um, obviously we have to get real, um, we have to get real uncomfortable and I'm okay with that. As y'all know, you should always know that, but I think it's a valuable relationship for everybody else, especially because we're living in a world where, uh, people are posting their things on Facebook and you don't recognize the power of prayer. If somebody is praying against your relationship, you need to understand the reason why you have to protect it the same way as you protect your body from cuts. This, You know what I mean? Like you have to look after it. You have to guard it. It's the sanctity of that relationship. It could be a friendship, anything, but, and recognize when, um, recognize the power of not admitting somebody's faults, not speaking about somebody else's faults. So I really love that. I really, and I was like, why the heck did that happen at age 30? Like I've been, if y'all know me from age two to like basically 29, I've been a pit bull loyal friend. So, um, it was really empowering and to actually see what could happen when I allow myself to be the equation in hurting somebody. And, um, it made me realize, okay, um, whatever that situation was, whatever that journey is, that's something that, um, uh, take ownership for always, always. And I hope that you guys are also learning that on my channel and on my blog, take ownership for your life. You become, you are the most free person, the most free person. People are imprisoned 
in their traumas, imprisoned in beliefs, imprisoned in so many things. And if there's anything that I would love um, for the people who listen to my blog post is free yourself, baby girl. Free yourself, baby boy. Whoever you are, free. You are free. You are free when you are able to have honest conversations with yourself. That's me again, Zetuzwane. Thank you so much for spending time with me. And I hope you guys enjoy your week, enjoy your season, your life chapter, whatever it is. And I'll check you guys the next time.